The following story was told by Keith, a writer and mental health advocate from Mental Health Connecticut's Write On program. This story is raw, personal, and may contain language not suitable for younger listeners. Hi, my name is Keith, and sometimes I wish my brain was normal. I wish it functioned the same way as your average garden variety brain. You see, when you suffer from a convoluted cocktail of anxiety, depression, and obsessive compulsive tendencies, sometimes your brain just doesn't cooperate. When I sat down to write this piece, it was one of those times. (laughs) I can write. I know how to write. I've been doing it all my life. Yet sometimes my anxiety just puts up a wall. It says, you want to write? Are you kidding me? You're too stressed out. You don't have enough time. You don't even know where to start. Why write when you could procrastinate? Go check Twitter, stare at the blank page for a bit. Eat some sugar-laden calorie-packed foods to make yourself feel better. Stay up all night doing nothing and then sleep late. I'll wait. And so I do, and nothing gets written. It's very easy to blame myself when this happens. Something is wrong with me, I think. I'm lazy. I lack drive. I lack perseverance. I can't even complete a simple task. I'm worthless. For the record, I don't think this is true, but it's easy to tell myself that it is. It's easy to beat myself up. It's not just creative pursuits that are difficult when you live with anxiety. It's everything. Working a nine to five job, dating, maintaining a social life, taking classes, the lot of it. It feels nearly insurmountable, like a Sisyphean burden The worst thing is that it's hard to communicate to anyone why. You start to compare yourself to other people. She works two jobs and never complains. He works overtime hours and still goes to school full time on the side. What is wrong with me? Why can't I just force myself to get through it? My life is easy in comparison. Hell, it's positively cushy. Why can't I just be happy? When you do what you need to do in order to take care of yourself, you start to feel like you're cheating. FMLA days, special accommodations, therapy appointments every other week. Other people don't need this. Why should I? Of course, that's the internalized stigma talking. If someone had cancer, no one would bat an eye at them taking a few FMLA days. I'm trying to make peace with my brain. There's a lot that I do like about it. It's smart, funny, creative. It has a knack for detail, and it sees things differently than anyone else's. It's mentally ill too, but not just that. What I'd like to learn to do is to care for it, to give it enough sleep to recharge, to nourish it with healthy foods, to not beat it up so much with negative thinking. Of course, this is easier said than done. Here's the rub. Anxiety and depression are a vicious cycle. They lead to destructive habits that only make you more anxious and more depressed. Thank God I don't drink or do drugs because I would abuse the hell out of them. (laughs) Food is enough of a drug for me. Ice cream, candy, cupcakes, pizza, nachos, you name it. I should count myself lucky that I'm only 275 pounds. And there I go, beating myself up again. You see how hard this is? I know. I'm working on it. I suppose I'll say a little bit now about how you can best be an ally to me and people like me. 
The first thing would be this. Don't encourage me to engage in unhealthy behaviors. While some people can live a life fueled entirely by caffeine and nacho cheese, I need to be a little more stringent to keep myself sane. After I tell you what my needs are, please don't turn around and offer me a slice of pizza or ask me to stay up late on a work night to watch one more episode of that Netflix show. <laughs> yes, you may see me doing those things on my own accord, but I assure you that I am trying not to. I already have a little I already have a little cartoon devil on my shoulder. The position's filled. <laughs> Second is to please be accepting and forgiving when my illness gets in the way. I might flake show up late, or seem distant. On the other hand, I might nag you constantly for reassurance that I'm doing anything right. I'm sure it's annoying. Please be patient with me, but also let me know if it's becoming a problem for you. I do try to be considerate. I'm trying to figure out how to end this piece, but that wall is starting to creep up again. I'll just say this. I'm grateful for the people in my life who have helped me through my illness, and there have been many. I'm also grateful for this opportunity to start the journey of getting all this mess out of my head and onto paper. While it's been incredibly stressful at times, it has also been a cathartic experience for me. Armed with the courage to express myself on the page and in front of a crowd, I think my future is looking a little bit brighter. This story was recorded in front of a live audience at CT Improv's theater in Hartford, Connecticut. Want to hear more young adults find their voice and speak their truth? Go to mhconn.org slash write on. That's W-R-I-T-E-O-N.